Hello and welcome to another episode of The Bot Canon, where we take the openings of well-loved pieces of human literature and let an artificial intelligence finish them. Today, we're reading Bridge to Terabithia by Katherine Patterson. Barum, 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 barippity, 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 barippity. Good. His dad had the pickup going. He could get up now. Jess slid out of bed and into his overalls. He didn't worry about a shirt because once he began running, he would be hot as popping grease, even if the morning air was chill. Or shoes because the bottoms of his feet were by now as tough as his worn out sneakers. Where are you going, Jess? Maybelle lifted herself up sleepily from the double bed where she and Joyce Ann slept. Shh, he warned. The walls were thin. Mama would be mad as flies at a fruit jar if they woke her up this time of day. She was always mad at something. Hunting, he whispered. Can I come? The little girl asked as she scrambled for her clothes. It ain't but just barely light. I don't care. I'm not sleepy. He knew that would get him. Fine. Come along, but no noise. The little girl nodded and dressed silently. She was good at that. It took only a few minutes to get their suits and buckets, but the line was already long by the time they got to the corner of Ash and Forth. The sun was up good by then, so Jess decided they could skip the suits and just fill the buckets. They waited in line to get their deer feed so they could lure the deer to them. Everybody and their grandma seemed to have it in their head to go deer hunting today. It'd be a wonder if Jess and Maybelle got any at all. You smell that? Jess asked. What? Maybelle sniffed the air. Nothing. Forget it. Jess didn't know how to tell her she smelled like soap and water, not like herself. She would find out soon enough anyway. And she did. One of the town kids walked by them and made a P.U. sound. What is that? she asked Jess. What is what? That smell. It's not deer piss, is it? Shh! Jess looked around at all the hunters standing nearby. No, it ain't deer piss. Then what is it? Her eyes focused on Maybelle. Oh dear, I think it's your sister who smells so soapy. Maybelle's eyes filled with tears. Oh no, I don't want to go back home. Please don't make me. Fine, Jess made a decision. You can stay with me. We gotta wait for dark anyway. Maybelle smiled. You'll watch over me? Sure thing. The two siblings got their dear food and headed on into the woods, where they set up a hunting spot and waited for hours until it got dark. They still hadn't gotten a deer, but there were lots of them around. Jess was sure that with a little patience and a lot of luck, they would each get one. When the moon was high in the sky, Jess heard something coming up behind him through the brush. Shh, that'll be our deer, he whispered to Maybelle, and the two of them sat facing the noise with their guns prepared. Out of the bushes trotted Fluffy, the mean old cat that belonged to old Mr. Grant, the grumpy old man who lived on the corner of their street. Jess had had his eye on that old Tom for weeks and was ready to blow him away. It's not a deer. Jess raised his gun and aimed it at Fluffy, and Maybelle let out a shriek of dismay. You ain't going to kill a cat, Jess, she yelped. I ain't got any choice. He'll kill all the deer if we don't get him first. No! Maybelle pulled him away. Don't hurt him, Jess. He's just a cat. Shh, keep quiet. You'll scare him off. But it was too late. Fluffy had disappeared, ready to return to Mr. Grant and scare all the deer along the way. They heard some shots from the direction of town, and Jess knew his dad and the other man had gone in that direction. They had missed their chance at a deer. I guess we should head home, he said with a heavy sigh. Maybelle nodded. When they got back home, Mama was as mad as he knew she'd be. She had found out what had happened and why. She sat them down on the couch and read them the riot act about responsibility, then told them she would sleep on the couches in the parlor tonight and make sure they didn't stray. We wouldn't want to go anywhere tonight anyway, Jess muttered grumpily. Don't you take that tone with me, young man, Mama said warningly. There didn't seem to be much to say after that, so they all went to bed. Jess was just grateful that Mama didn't make him sleep on the couch. The next day, he was awakened by a shriek. Maybelle sounded terrified, and he jumped out of bed to go find her. 
What's wrong? He asked, bursting into her room. But it wasn't an answer he got. It was a punch in the nose. He stumbled backward, his vision blurring. Once he could see again, he realized why Maybelle had punched him. She was standing over her dressmaker's dummy, with its neck broken. You broke my doll, she cried. I swear I didn't, Jess said. But I bet I know who did. He told her about Fluffy and what he had done the night before. Let's go get that mean old cat, she said, drying her eyes. It's too late for that. He explained that Fluffy had likely paid Mr. Grant to send him away somewhere where he could never be found. No matter how hard they searched, they'd never find him. I bet he's in Terabithia, Maybelle said. The two of them looked at each other and realized how much they missed their play kingdom. They had better things to do than chase a dumb cat all over the countryside, so they headed down to the river. Once there, they crossed over the bridge and found themselves in Terabithia. Remember when we found these? Maybelle held up a couple of the coins. Yeah, Jess said, pocketing them. They spent the whole day playing in their kingdom, even fishing for dinner. Of course, it was just play fish, so it wasn't very satisfying, and soon they decided they should go home for a real dinner. Jess's mom was worried when they showed up late for the second day in a row. She made Jess tell her what had happened, and then took them both to the sheriff, who happened to be Mr. Pike, the grumpy old cat hater. Jess had never seen his mom so mad. "'You mean that old cat of Mr. Grant's destroyed my daughter's toys and you didn't think to tell me?' she roared. "'Sheriff Pike, we need to do something about this!' "'Don't worry, Glenda,' Sheriff Pike said. "'I'll find that cat and throw him in the slammer.' "'You do that,' Mama said, turning back to her children. "'Now you two are going to hear about this for a long time.' "'It's okay, Mama. I really don't mind,' Maybelle said. "'I'll get a new doll.' "'No, you won't,' Mama said. "'I'm going to buy you a whole bunch of new ones when we get to the store.' "'You are! You are!' Maybelle cried, hugging her mama. "'You kids deserve it, the hassle that cat has given you.' They all happily went down to the store where Maybelle bought five dressmaker's dummies and Jess bought himself a fishing pole and some worms. They made their way home and Mama made them all hot dogs. The story of the cat came out eventually. While no one in the town ever saw Mr. Grant or Fluffy again, rumors filled in the gaps of the story. It was said that Fluffy had killed several of Jess's chickens and several of Mama's canaries, even some pet rats of the Ralstons. And several weeks later, a terrible fire was spotted over the town. Jess and his whole family stood outside on their farm, watching the fire come down out of the sky and envelop the townsfolk. Fluffy's sending that fire to us, he said. We better get out of here. That's not Fluffy, Mama said. It's the sun setting. Oh. And that was the last anyone ever heard of the terrible cat Fluffy. Fluffy.